Welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself Roy Shanahan and Nathan Doyle as always and just a reminder before we start that we are on YouTube as you can see but you may not know that we're also on every major podcast provider as well and if you're watching us go there and have a listen if you're on the move and if you're listening to us you may want to watch our, our ugly little mugs Nathan on YouTube oh, God, no, only knows and I was saying should I wear this top button up or <laughs> open or closed or I'm not sure as so you can tell we, we're just such fashionistas you know we're <laughs> so conscious about that so uh, yeah don't come here for your football tips come here for your little fashion tips as well, we'll sort yeah, you. so if anyone I wants to comment it. on that uh, let me know top button open Ew. or closed Ew. okay <laughs> <laughs> now, Nathan, the first week of the League of Ireland football has been and passed. Uh, you made your way down to Tolka Park. The yeah. atmosphere looked great. It, it looked bitterly cold as well. So how was it on the terrace? Yeah, um, brilliant to see. I Even listening to the people on the Shelbourne side of things, I've heard it being described as a Tolka Park of old, you know. Looking at the uh, the atmosphere building nicely, the cracking crowd that you're seeing there, both home and away. Um, yeah, it wasn't the best for the Pats fans standing behind the goal in the open, but in fairness, the weather was definitely a lot, lot less kind to other clubs around the country with uh, two get two or three games being postponed uh, due to whatever the silly name name and storm was. I'm gonna no, it wasn't Dudley. Dudley was the other one. Whatever, these storms are ridiculous. But um, I can't yeah. remember them, Nathan. I can't remember. Uh, I, I remember was Dudley because Franklin, Franklin was the last one. Was it? Useless, useless sub Yeah, yeah. I legit only know it's Dudley because I'm a big WWE fan, so you know, Dudley boys <laughs> had to represent that shit. Uh, yeah, after that, anyway, it, it didn't put a damper on at all. We are lucky enough uh, with that aspect, but yeah, the atmosphere built absolutely really, really well. And to be fair, we got a good game of football over, even away from the boys' happiness of obviously Pats winning 3 0. You know, fairness to Shells. Well, like everyone, is, I'm sure you've seen the game by now, but, you know, Shells are fairness to them. 3 uh, 0, probably, if you were just to look at the result on paper, it wouldn't justify a performance. The first 15, 20 minutes, I thought Shellbone were excellent. They were definitely the better team out of the two, yeah. but just that naivety with, with, with a new team, new manager coming in. Um, and the little bit of extra experience Pats had, particularly Chris Forrester in the second half, really took that game by the scruff of the neck and, and changed it. And yeah, look, defensive mistakes for the Shell point of view, but they'll improve, they'll move on. It's a good Shellbone squad that, that he have there this season for mid-table. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see. Any other standout results that you see in First Division had some crazy results, didn't they? <laughs> I was just going to say, just the First Division as a whole, really. I was standing there at the game, getting some of the results coming in. And, Jesus, I couldn't believe supposed to one for me because um, I read somewhere Roy I think it could have been one of your gobshites uh, hyping up Wexford um, I, I don't know it's going to be somebody else <laughs> that was a great result for Treaty though wasn't it 5-1 uh, away from home against Wexford you know it's a Treaty side that as well as doing last season getting to the playoffs am I right in saying I don't remember them spanking anybody at all no. last year and you know the locks like Sean McSweeney who was our top, top goal scorer last season and even though he didn't score with buns of goals but you know some of the new signings Ender Curran got on the score sheet looked really impressive Joe Gorman on the score sheet as well so yeah I think uh, it was some of the first division games that was a standout one for me and I suppose you can't not talk about Cork City either. That was a great uh, 6 0 win away from home against uh, the, the Grey Wanderers, Cabin Teeley, little 
the boys, uh, and even just again, oh no, they're just haven't jailed I, yet, Nathan. No, 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 the players <laughs> haven't jailed, the clubs haven't jailed, still haven't got a manager. Pat Devlin, the sort of manager, not manager. Um, but yeah, by looking at, and now we're going to get into the highlight show in a minute, man. But by looking at that, uh, Dylan McGlade, if, if he can keep himself fit this season, he looked absolutely excellent uh, on the night. So yeah, look, players like that will be a big X factor for Cork City this year if they, if they want to find themselves back in the big time. Yeah, and unfortunately, you said a few of the games called off uh, due to the weather. Yeah. I think s- snow on some pitches and, and frozen as well. So it just wasn't the uh, start of the season. It's always like that now. seems we're, we're into summer <laughs> yeah. football. There's the, the a few games are, are <laughs> yeah. in the middle of our winter. So, yeah, you can you can expect that, I suppose. Um, we're going to talk about the League of Ireland highlight show because we've been calling out for a League of Ireland highlight show since the death of Soccer Republic and on Monday night LOI TV aired their first highlights package under the name the LOI show what did you make of it Nathan? Uh, I enjoyed it did you first of all did you watch it as well yeah? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched. Happy days. Yeah. That's here we go. Nice one. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid start. I thought if we're gonna compare it to Soccer Republic, especially in its dying days, Soccer Republic was just half hours, twenty minute, quick, quick show. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't. Um, while I was watching it, I just jotted down. You know what we enjoyed, what we didn't enjoy. Um, obviously there's a beef, you know, for one time, wasn't it? Of an hour and a half. That was nice to see. Uh, I thought good quality uh, highlights and the analysis is really good. Uh, now seeing the likes of Declan, Fabio O'Brien, Alan Kane, these are people that we can tap into. You know, we've seen Conan Bourne, Graham Gartland, uh, Johnny Mack, Pat Mull. These are all people that have been involved with LOI TV or watch League of Ireland before that as well. So, you know, we have a bunch of people that you can't tap into. Um, the host as well, O'Shea Langan, that's my first time being exposed to him. I, again, thought the, the conversation between them three flowed nicely. Um, the biggest, if I'm looking to look at uh, the pros for a second, the biggest improvement for me was the first division camera. You know, we d- didn't get to see an awful lot of the games last year, but any t- anything I did, it was absolutely horrific. Uh, it was difficult to even keep focus. So, you know, looking at the camera on the the, the first division games, it seemed a bit like a lot more smooth. Um, better focus you know it actually followed the ball which was a major uh, big up from last year but and not yeah, the boards not the boards not the balls lines <laughs> man um, but yeah yeah I suppose that's a good side uh, is there any uh, cons that, that we noticed because I, I did notice a few where like I said the show wasn't perfect but it was definitely it was, it was a welcome addition it's a live show isn't it just, yeah, yeah, I've never caught I that. I think actually. it is, yeah, because I, I think it's. Actually, I think the, yeah. I think the stream stopped at one stage. Uh, yeah, at the start grand, that it. was me. I, I have yeah. that down in, in, in my notes as well. It stopped from it stopped on myself, but I didn't know if that was that to go to yeah, West no, Boiling Wi-Fi kicking in. Yeah, so I think it was a, a live thing. So it's brave to go live yeah, straight away. Play. So that that's the stream there. Um, d- did you see a delay in the sound? I didn't. I'd say I thought that was fine. The only thing that I had was um, like that was cut out once. Um, I, do you know what as well I thought it is now this is a nitpick at its finest trim down that intro the yes. intro went on for two minutes Ooh, fucking hell lads calm it down yeah no you're right away, straight yeah. away off the bat I was like Christ this is a long introduction um, and then the and we at the end as well yeah, which I don't mind. I'm I'm gone at that stage. My laptop was turned yeah, yeah, like off at that stage. <laughs> it didn't bother me in the least. But like that, you know, the, the production value within the studio was basic as as it is. Um, I again, it's a personal preference. I don't like when you're watching, you know, like the Bray Wanderers game, for example, stood out. 
Um, you're watching Bray and Cork, and you have two Bray Wanderers commentators. Yeah. I think you should mix it up. I think you should have one home, one away, or yeah. even no one home and one neutral. I just, I don't, I never did like the balance. Even uh, from watching the Pats games, is having two home commentators, but that's just a personal preference. But now, look, not not getting the show into negative waters again. Well, we, well now we do like to do that in here, Roy. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's great to have it back. It's great to have a substantial show back as well. Like I said, an hour and a half long. You could really get your teeth into it. Some really good analysis, and as well from the first. Division, that wasn't just tacked on at the end. They yeah. did they, they bet through some of the games in terms of you know they spent a long time in the Derry City Dundalk game at the start. I think they got like a half an hour segment. So they did have to run through a lot of the highlights. But in fairness, they went back, they watched them, they broke down the goals uh, in the first division game. So that was a nice welcome addition as well because the first division is usually just you know, oh, here's what happened in the first division segment yeah. at the end of every show. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Uh, I do think that there's probably some creases that need to be ironed out of course but I mean it's great to have a League of Ireland package uh, Monday at 6 it's, a, it's an odd time uh, of course it's going live but then you can watch it at any time you want so that's fantastic so yeah. listen to have a League of Ireland package to be able to see it is great now we're going to go on to the League of Ireland paying structure for LOI TV and this is something that's been bothering me Nathan the fact that you can't buy a season pass like you could last year. So uh, this year it's game by game. So if you want to watch a match, yeah. it's I think it's seven euro, isn't it? Uh, five euro for the first division, yeah, and then free for the for the the women's league, which is great because you need to promote that. So that should be free. But you can only buy a game by game. So if you want to watch all of your team's games, it could cost you about two hundred and fifty-two quid to watch your team for the year. That's fine. But it's such a come down from last year when you could watch, and I know it was a hundred, was one hundred and thirty-eight euro or two hundred thirty-nine yeah, euro or something like that yeah. to watch yeah. every game. And I think that this season they should have had a season pass. Now I'm not expecting it for one hundred and thirty-nine euro. It might have been three hundred euro. It might have been three hundred and twenty euro. It might have been that it got broken down over you know three payments or something like that if you wanted to watch the first third the middle third and the last third of the season whatever but I do think that they should have given that option because for me when I was watching the the league last year I was getting so much information about each team in the league and if I wanted to drop in and watch whoever it was Treaty last year playing against Bray I could pop in, have a look at that game or the last half hours on. I could pop in, watch that game and I know I'm after giving money in because I'm paying, paying my season pass but I'm getting to watch this now. Am I going to pay €7 Euro to watch the last 20 minutes or 30 minutes of a treaty and break game now? More than likely not now. So I'm going to miss out on a lot of League of Ireland football where I've got more and more interested in what's going on in the first division and I've got more and more interested in certain games that I wouldn't normally watch in the Premier Division because, you know, I'm I'm not I'm willing to I'm not willing to pay seven euro for every game that I'd watch because that would cost thousands. So what's your thoughts, Nathan? What do you think that about the season pass and should it be there? Yeah, I think it should be. Uh, I know everybody, you know, fans consume their football differently. Like me and you, like, we, like I, I 100% agree with you. I loved having the option when we were doing these podcasts, or even when we were doing the live shows uh, during the lockdown. Because it, it, it boosts your knowledge, and you don't want to be coming on and bullshitting people. You know, people are, are, are good enough to give us their time and give us their energy to, to drop in and, and, and listen to our takes on the League of Ireland. You want to give them the best possible knowledge on the product that you can. 
And to do that, the, the season pass was absolutely vital. Because I'm the same as yourself, you know, where, from a St. Pat's point of view, I'm always going to pay the money to watch my own team play. But I'd I'd rather give that extra. Like you said, if, like for example, if it was 300 euro for a season pass, I would, I'd be more inclined to pay that so I can... If there's a game on, you know, Friday night, Pats are playing Friday, I watch Pats on Friday. If there's a game on Saturday, I watch the Saturday game. If there's a game on Sunday or Monday, whatever day of the week it may be, you have the option to click on and watch no matter who, who the team is playing where even though it's only five or seven euro, it's some people are just not financially in a position to to, to throw that willy-nilly, you know, to, to, to watch... Um, random teams play that they have no affiliation to at all so yeah I, I, I was sad to see the, the, the addition of the season pass go away this season I don't know the, the, the highlight show for me it softens the blow a little bit you know especially considering that's free all you need is, is a LOITV registration so mm. you can still go on and keep up uh, in terms of who's scoring who's playing well and you can get that bit of analysis but I don't know, I, did, I just know the way I like to consume my football is to sit down, I'd much rather watch a 90-minute game and form my own opinion than watch a 30-second clip of a force-ridden game and have, you know, not to respect Alan Kane or Fabio O'Brien, but have them tell me who played well and and, and, who, and what happened because, you know, it's football's one of them sports, it's so subjective that what you see could be different to what you see and yeah, there's a beauty in it. And I, 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 I was, I really was ashamed to see it go. Great to see LOI TV remain, even though we're finding ourselves over our lockdowns and things like that. And long may that continue. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's, you know, for overseas fans, for fans like ourselves that want to watch, you know, teams that necessarily we don't support or have an affiliation to play games. Yeah, it, it is a shame to see the season pass go by the wayside. Because by the looks of things, by early doors, there has been improvements made in LOI TV. And I think when people see them improvements, they will be more inclined, you know, to say, right, a season pass is 300 euro. We'll pay it. Especially if you can pay it over like a subscription basis or you can pay it, like you said, and in installments, in, in blocks. You don't mind paying more. You like, I mean, that's, no, uh, that's not a problem to me. If, no. if I'm thinking, listen, you're going to pay 400 quid to have a season pass instead of 252 that you can see your own team or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to pay that because I yeah. know that, that I'm going to get to watch all these games. And I love watching all these games. And listen, if you look at Manchester United and you watch Paul Pogba's highlights on YouTube, you think this player is a phenomenal player. He he streets ahead of everyone in the league. And everyone knows better than that by watching him week in, week out, after, you know, in the 90 minutes that he's uh, yeah. uh, the most overrated player in the world. So that's what you want to figure out with the League of Ireland. You want to see games. You want to see how people are in during games, how they're lasting for the 90 minutes. Are they getting taken off because of this, that and the other what's their habits you know so yeah, yeah I, I, listen I'm missing I think I think really what I'm saying is I'm missing being able to go and watch those games and definitely people can't afford to go and watch every game so uh, it's targeted at I think at the hardcore League of Ireland fans rather yeah. than the people who really want to watch a good vo- wide variety I suppose of, of games Um Anyhow, listen, I think we're both on the same page on that one. We'd yeah, like to see so some sort of option there, whether the, the price is, you know, a little bit there or not. We'd, I think we'd like to see that. Now, we talked about Talca Park. Nathan, you were there at the last weekend and there's been lots of updates regarding Talca Park. Run through them, Nathan, because there's quite a few. There is a few, isn't there? I suppose the best place to start off would be... Um that the club have met with the Dublin City Council uh, officials on Friday b- before the opening game against St. Pat's uh, to discuss the proposed purchase of Tolga Park from the DCC. 
Um, I said, look, the, 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 the best way to keep it now, we're going to keep it short and sweet, you know, there's plenty of quotes that can be found online, but uh, in essence, the Dublin City Council said that he will examine the proposal and that they expect more details from Shelbourne within the next fortnight. Now, that'll be regarding finances and, and, and things like that. Now, I thought this was very timely, Roy, I don't know about you, I know you have your own info, your own thoughts, jump in, feel free to jump in. Um, but there has been a, a, a seeming influx of money coming into Tolga Park now as shells have secured uh, what has been quoted as a significant new investment. Um, looking that could be um, a seven-some figure. That was easy for me to say, wasn't it? Seven-some <laughs> figure. Uh, this has been something that's been rumoured back since I think November since Damien Duff has come in, hasn't it? You know that there's going to be a, a financial backing for Damien uh, and for Shelbourne as a whole, you know, whether that be for the women's team or uh, facilities in the background or for this Tolga Park uh, proposed uh, buy-in to, to go ahead with. But yeah, I just thought that was timely that they would announce um, this, this talk, ongoing talks with Dublin City Council to Portus Tolga Park and then you see that they've announced that there's new uh, investors coming in to, to Shelbourne. By the way, them investors, if anyone's interested in, uh, in that, that sort of thing, is Close Bake Limited, which is a consortium of Irish and USA figures in business, finance, media and law. So, like I said, there's going to be an investment of a seven-some figure, which would make them a minority shareholder um, within the club. So, yeah, I'm always fascinated when you see things like timing issues, like not issues, but things like this time up as well as you have, because these things, for me, they, they never happen by coincidence. Yeah, and I think because Dublin City Council bought Talca Park and then they were going thinking about set, selling it off I don't think they thought about the costs until that happened and the costs of running a League of Ireland they, they, they're they incurring those costs now because they have to pay uh, security guard of presence uh, all that sort of stuff on the day of course there's electricity and etc etc staff and what have you so to run the League of Ireland team isn't cheap and I yeah. think Dublin City Council found out that the hard way and now because Shells have made that uh, interest known, I think they're only delighted to get rid of this now and have said off the back of that that daily amount will not be affected if they do sell to Shelbourne. So this is brilliant news. This is what we talked about at the start. Yeah. We hope that daily amount and Talca would get refurbishment. We said that would be the best case scenario. Looks like that's what it's going to be. Yeah, it's great to have these two redevelop uh, grounds within the league. You know, I know they're in a very close proximity to each other in North Dublin, and there is other uh, grounds around the country that, that that's looking to get redeveloped. But yeah, it's brilliant to have it, and, and long may it last. I even think that the, you know, it's another issue we talked about for quite a while now is the uh, capacity of the new redeveloped Daily Mount Park, you know, really could be at, at, at a higher figure. All you have to do is look at, you know, look at the figures that's going on at Bohemians at the moment. They're breaking record sales with attendance. They're breaking record sales with season tickets. You know, if you could get Daily Mount, and I know it's not going to happen, it's a pipeline, but we're at a stage where we could get Daily Mount up to eight, even 10,000. They're going to come. The figures are there, and, you know, it's not unrealistic to say that we're, we're seeing figures to back that damn sort of statements up, and, yeah, it's just a shame not seen it and also you know yourself for working with Dublin City Council you work at an absolute glacious pace in terms of you know planning and, and building the development stages and things like that so that's 
the one thing you'd hate to see happen, wouldn't you? That things like this get held up for the next decade or so and they're just being stuck in limbo. So, yeah, I, I think it is. I think the Dublin City Council would be absolutely delighted to see this proposal uh, and interest go in by, by Shelbourne. And it is, you know, and you know, rival fans from Shelts will always have the demolished Holger Park uh, chance and stickers going up. But for the league as a whole, to have two redeveloped stadiums um, on the go, and there's such a start with grounds as well, you know, and I could say that fairly comfortably as, as, as someone that's, that's not a fan of either club, you know, Dale Mountain Tolga Park, they're one of the two of the most famous grounds in League of Ireland, you know, so to see them get the, the facelift that they badly need, you're just hoping it's something that's not stuck in limbo for the next 10 years and we, we can't see it um, in their lifetime, that'd be nice, I think. They think that's a reasonable request to make, but with Dublin so. City Council, it, 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 it's, it's tough to see. Yeah, and fair play to the Save the Tolka Park campaign who must have put an awful lot of pressure on to yeah. see this outcome arrive. Um, they've done a brilliant job. They haven't taken their foot off the pedal at all. They, they're, they've they been vocal all the way through and at the start there was many people out there slagging them and slating them and saying this it's never going to happen, get over it, uh, talk is a kip and all this sort of stuff. Um, you, you seeing yourself on Friday night, Nathan, it, it's a place where a, a, an unbelievable atmosphere can be created and if that's refurbished, uh, they, there is definitely room for two decent stadiums in Dublin City Centre. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it really is, you know, it's... It's, these are grounds that you should be holding close and if the option is to do them up by all means do it you know like I said we're seeing it we're seeing proposed plans in Sligo Finn Harps you know I'd love to see the two loud clubs um, yeah. get refurbished it just makes the league more attractive you know which that was the one thing if you were looking at Tolga Park on Friday night great uh, great atmosphere great crowd showing up great standard of football it was just the surrounding facilities that let it down so if we can get them up to scratch we could be onto a winner and it's just it's going to entice more people down it really really is yeah and, and when we were looking at Dundalk at the weekend against Derry the atmosphere there was yeah. unbelievable as well it was rocking and I seen a, a, it was a tweet I can't tell you who the fellow was and it was his first time being at Ordeal Park he was a Derry fan and he said I was told that this place was going to be rocking tonight and it wasn't a letdown but it looked like that you know and of course yeah no flares, no party, isn't that what they say? The flares were flying around the place, but the atmosphere looked great. And this is something yeah. that you're seeing with the League of Ireland. With with COVID, off the back of COVID, the League of Ireland seems to have caught fire a little. You look at Shamrock Rovers and UCD. Shamrock Rovers, on one of the coldest nights of the year, it was absolutely Baltic that night, playing UCD at home had 5,000 at the game. That yeah. is huge, isn't it? So even the Derry uh, Shamrock Rovers game this week is sold out already ahead of time. You know, that's going to be a massive one. Shout out even to the lads uh, uh, that went to the Bray Warners and Cork City game. That looked like an absolute brilliant atmosphere. Same yeah. again. It's I do agree with you. I, I said that when the FAI Cup final tickets were, were, were being seen, the figures you now over forty thousand. A lot of that has to do with coming off the back of COVID. People have been starved of football. But even coming into this season, Roy, I don't know about you. I don't remember it being so much anticipation and hype around a, a League of Ireland season and not even only from people like ourselves we're always going to champion the league we're always going to be excited about the league but mainstream news outlets were really hyping them up yeah. I don't know they had the likes of Alan Carley coming on and they, again these are League of Ireland men and women that are always going to do that but I felt from the from an, as an insider point of view that has been you know seeing the league constantly be slated constantly be slagged off there was a massive amount of high coming to the season. Like you said, we did see that 
across grounds in, in the open weekend and now it's just it's, it's it's just keeping a hold of these people as many of them as you can because you're not going to keep a hold of all of them and that's just realistic at the moment but it's keeping a hold of as much as you can keeping the interest keeping the atmosphere building and yeah and seeing the likes of Tolga Park and Daily Mount get refurbished making them more attractive making them more eye-catching and other grounds around the country these are all the things that are going to help that to, to make our league grow because I do agree but I, I, it's brilliant to see the, the anticipation and the love that the league has been getting over the past couple of weeks absolutely now one thing I want to finish off on this, I never even factored this in, but it just popped into my head. One thing that's really bothering me about the league this year, we know that Bray and Kevin Teeley joined forces together to make an absolute muck team that got beaten by Cork City 6-0 <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah, the grand plan out the window. I'll be, I'm only messing. But nine-team league, one team having a, week, a game off each week, you know, that's... It, it doesn't look well it doesn't sit well um, no. you've had games called off last week and now someone else is going to miss out a game this week and if there's games called off this week could it be a team that could miss out on two and three weeks in a row it just doesn't look right and they should have done something to get another team in. and I don't I wouldn't have cared if it was a Shamrock Rovers B yeah. or whatever just get a team in there so it's even so to make sure that uh, that everything was alright that the, the team that you're going to lose out on uh, match practice you're you're missing out each week where other teams are playing like four or five games in a row and you've you're you're playing catch up you know so i would like to see make sure that that doesn't happen again basically what what's your yeah. thoughts on it yeah i agree with you it, it, it's not really a good look uh, for the league that we we can't fill up 10 i was wouldn't have been a massive fan in, in the past of you know b teams coming into the fourth division i'm all for it if we're talking about a tour there coming in down the line but just as a, as a placeholder because because let's be honest this the bray cabinteely deal it was very not i'm sure it was a last minute behind the scenes these plans have been in the work but announcements were quite last minute so it would have been a bit of a, a, a last minute struggle to get somebody in you know We've seen it um, a couple of years, a year or, so, year or so ago when there, there was new teams popping up to come into the fourth yeah. division. So if you could have got, have got I know Shamrock Rovers be the obvious choice, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be a fan. Just to uh, fill the gap. Just get it in, get it in for this year and then give another team. You know, like we said, we've seen Kildare County hinting to a League of Ireland return. So give the likes of them, you know, a year to set themselves up feasibly. Like, you don't want to see them rushing into the fourth division and dying a death after a year or two, you know, where, let's be realistic, Shamrock Rovers B, they can go in, play, hold a gap uh, for one year. While, say, not the biggest fan of it, but in these circumstances... You, I, I don't think you would have got many. You, you, well, you fucking would have got many, actually. <laughs> I'm going to scrap that sentence I was going to say. But you know what I mean. Like, I think people would have been a lot more understanding to why, if you were to throw a Shamrock Rovers B into the fourth division this season. Yeah, of course. And you told them, listen, it's only for the season. That's it. It's, it's uh, yeah. to help the development of the league. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Nathan, we're going to finish off with the fan question. The fan question's back again. So we're Love all it. chuffed with that. Tell us uh, what the fan question is this week. Yeah, yeah, my baby has returned. Because um, yeah, I got a bit upset. Nobody was asking for the return of fan <laughs> questions. So I goes, oh, that's it. That's my one contribution to the show, Dead in the Water. But yeah, uh, fan, fan questions are back. And we need fan questions. So get them in. Nathan Doyle, Roy Shanahan on any social media platform. The big kickoff social media platforms. Roy, you're much more professional than I am. What's that email address that the good people uh, can okay, send? Okay, so you can send them in to the big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com but you can also send them in to our Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever. You know, we're out there. Yeah, Type like, in the big kickoff oh, and like find us. Stuff. 
all that good stuff. So yeah, get them in because um, we've been saved again, right? Our good friend Ronan Calvin every oh, show. I think Ronan's, I think Ronan's on every have, second. You must have pestered him. <laughs> oh, I, the poor fella doesn't get a wing sleep and he texts him. Oh, hey, pal, it was the family. Come here. Bit stuck again this week. Uh, and the thing is, he's pulled out of the bag. Uh, Ronan, I owe you a point, mate. I think Ronan's a Jota fan. I think that's what you said before. Okay. How, anyway, fair play, Ronan. Ronan's uh, question this week was, what's your favourite League of Ireland uh, rivalry? That isn't a Dublin derby. Ooh, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. Well, yeah, it is. And listen, I, I, I said to you before we came on, like I'm not, I'm not a, a League of Ireland historian. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of the things. But I mean, the first one that st- stood out to me, and, and nearly stands out to me more than Shamrock Rovers and Bowes, does be the Finn Harps and Derry City. It's so, it's, it's so, in- it's so intense every time you, you, you hear them talk about the games and, and. And the atmosphere does be great when you're you're listening to it on the telly because I haven't been up there to to watch. I've I've been up in Finn Park before, but but it wasn't a, a Derry City game. But it just sounds a little bit special and it sounds there's a little bit of a bite and it sounds like a real sort of local derby where you can have some couple of you know Dublin teams and it's just they're from Dublin but there's something yeah. there's a little bit of a, a snarl and a bite and a yeah we mean that we want to kick your arse here today so yeah, yeah I, I, I've always liked that I'm always fascinated by that game I think that's a, a great duo it's, uh, and did you spot it? Yeah, yeah, I have a different one. Uh, Dundalk and Drotter, the Loud Derby. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's a bit of a doozy. Same again, it's all about proximity. You know, you, you look at, like, again, I live in Sligo, the, the Northwest Derby would be him and Derry, which is fucking an hour and a half drive away. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to drive over an hour to get to your Derby game. Uh, so the proximity for me would be a big one. Like I said, people, I, I know a lot of lads from Dundalk through the head in the game. They fucking hate people from Drotter. I know people from Drotter fucking hate them. <laughs> Dundalk as a whole. So there is that boy there. Now, funny enough, it's in terms of, I know it's a bit the, the historian factor. Um, it's actually not that, like, not saying it's not the historic of a game, but compared to other derbies, they've only played like a hundred times or so in the league, which would be a good bit less than, like, you know, some big Dublin derbies. Or even, I, I, I think, yeah, Finn Harps, and there could be wrong there. But I, I know, by looking at some of the figures there, they didn't quite match up. But yeah, there's always a great bite, there's always a great atmosphere. Even if you watch, like, the, the, after the court race or the Jimbo and Cup, that was always been absolutely yeah. cracker yeah. to watch. Um, yeah, I suppose uh, if you're looking at other ones, it, it was sad to see just by the name alone, with Bray and Kevin Teeley coming together, we got to lose uh, the Eldartico. That was, uh, was oh, that what it's called, the Eldartico? Eldar- well, it it could have been, yeah. I, yeah. Not, if it I'm wasn't, not, it should have been. It should have been, but it's, <laughs> it's it's. I'm not sure it's up there, is it? <laughs> it's 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 not. No, no, it's not. It's not quite up there with Glasgow uh, or Manchester or Liverpool. No. Right? But you know, it's no. there. It's a derby. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the third line. Same and with Pats and Rovers. Pats and Rovers is known as the Lewis Derby. <laughs> is it? And I, just, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'd like to know? I'd like to know because I know obviously Cork and Cove are in in the same area, but yeah. I, I haven't seen a Cork and Cove game. Uh, so I'd love to know how, you know, how tenacious they are in, in, in a game like that. How, how serious? Obviously, they're serious about winning the games, but is there any hatred? Is there any kind of, you know, bite in I those know games? Actually, an interesting thing you mentioned, Cork. I'm the same. If anyone Cork is listening in, please answer this question: Is the Cork City and Cove uh, like derby game? 
bigger than the Cork City and Treaty or Limerick, Limerick. of ours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wonder is the Cork Derby or the, the the Munster Derby, the big Munster Derby. I know you have like Cork and Waterford, but the same the fucking miles away. Sometimes I get the feeling that Cork kind of dismiss Cove because they're just just Cove. an annoying little cove that's in the background there, and <laughs> <Cove>. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always got I did. I always got a feeling that 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 the Cork and Treaty on on Limerick in the past were always bigger occasions, you know, yeah. especially because you, you would have seen them in... Or it was bigger for Cove than, than yeah. Cork. Yeah, 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 definitely, 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 you know. Um, I suppose that goes back to what was about the Dundalk and Jota team as well. It's it's just because they didn't play each other, because we, they always were in different divisions for a long time. Yeah. Jota would have been more successful in the past, where we're seeing the Dundalk resurgence in the past number of years. But, yeah, it's just... just for me, it's all about proximity when they're talking about this, uh, these games. You shouldn't have to go too far for a derby but yeah well, when, when the time of year especially this season where are we going to get a bit fed up with Dublin derbies because there's literally half of the Dublin teams it's going to be Dublin derbies I think by looking at the Pats fixtures and that obviously goes for every other Dublin team they're going to be playing each other 16 times yeah I, I, I do think that the leagues need to be bigger like what are we on now 10 I think 12 would help that um, and if it was two leagues of 12 and a, and a league of 10 for a third tier or even another league of 12 there you might eventually start getting a good mixture of of clubs that are playing now we have had over the last couple of years it just happens to be this year that there seems to be a lot more Dublin teams in it this year you know yeah. because of the the fall of, of Cork City I suppose is, is one of the big ones Probably and Munster football as a whole really there is yeah, just, and there, like, and like look at Shamrock Rovers are the, mo- the most sudden team in the league in the, in yeah. the Premier Division yeah Crazy. mental yeah mental so um, anyhow, yes, maybe this year, but I'm, I'm sure that'll turn around now next year. Uh, it'd be interesting to see who makes their way up uh, next year because uh, uh, if Treaty have anything to go by, it looks like they're going to push on this year. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see if they do, you know. Okay, yeah. listen, we're going to leave it there, Nathan, because we're running out of time. Uh, thanks very much, Nathan. Thanks very much for everyone watching. Uh, top button or not, uh, let me know. And anyone who's listening to podcast, thanks very much for your time.